Hey everyone, welcome to A Mess Nonetheless. I am Rachel. And I'm Melissa, and we are sisters. And we are so excited to be here with you guys again. Um, yeah. Rachel, I actually have to show you something before we get started. So obviously, if you're not watching on YouTube, you won't see this, but I will put a picture of it in um, stories. So I have a group of friends that we give each other a group birthday gifts every year on our birthday. Yep. And um, I'm like as close to the microphone as I feel like I can get. And Rachel, keep it's like off-centered. Get closer. It's like off-centered. <laughs> yeah. Feels like it's not. <laughs> Watches on YouTube. Melissa just crossed her eyes. I totally just crossed my eyes trying to see it in front of me. Okay, so they gave me my birthday was in December, but they gave me my birthday gift yesterday, and I have to show you one of the things they gave me. Rachel, can you see this? A mess, nonetheless. Mug. It's a I'm, mug with a microphone, and it says I'm, "a mess, nonetheless." I'm offended. Where's mine? Yep, I said Rachel's gonna be so Jen, jealous. Amity, what gives? <laughs> Where is my a mess, nonetheless mug? Also, so, I'm going to have to post a picture of it. It's so oh my gosh, That's so cute. I love it. Oh my gosh. Yep. I love so it. So shout out to Jennifer, CJ, and Amity, and we'll have to get you one, Rachel. <laughs> yes. Also, my birthday's coming up to all yep. my friends who listen, which is like half of one friend. <laughs> I don't think any of my friends listen. She's going to be 40. She's going to be 40. Me. Yeah. That's right. My sister's coming to celebrate with me. Yes, I am. Um, okay. So today we're going to get right to it because Melissa and I are sharing our stories and mm-hmm. we're going to do it on one podcast, which is going to take way more time than we have allowed. So <laughs> if it's a little longer today, that is why, but we're going to start with just kind of like, obviously we were raised together. We kind of moved all over the country with our families. We're five years apart. Mm-hmm. We actually didn't become, we're five years and three months. So mm-hmm. we're five years apart. We didn't really become close until uh, Melissa's senior year of high school. Yep. when I was in seventh grade, because yep. she made an intentional decision to get to know me then, mm-hmm. or I was afraid she wouldn't know me. We, and we shared a bedroom, um, on purpose. my senior year on purpose. It was, I think it was my idea saying we it should was. share this bedroom together. Yeah. So she and, gave up her own room, mm-hmm. moved, moved into in. one with me so we could get closer. And by the time she graduated high school and moved to Minnesota, we were in Tennessee. Um, we were like best friends. We talked on the yep. phone all the time. Our parents, we had to pay for long distance back then. And mm-hmm. they made sure that we I had an 800. They got me an 800 number so I yeah. could call home anytime I wanted. Isn't that amazing <laughs> of our parents mm-hmm. and that that is how old we are? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's a little bit of the beginning of our story. So why don't we talk about, Melissa, what did you do right out of high school? You moved away like a thousand yep. miles away from family. Yeah. So of. I did not grow up in Tennessee. We moved there the end of my sophomore year and I, it just wasn't home to me. And so I knew I didn't want to stay there. So as soon as I graduated, like Rachel said, I moved back to Minnesota. Um, I had never really wanted to have a career of any sort. I really just wanted to have a family. I really wanted to have, you know, a kid someday, whatever, be a mom. But um, I was like, well, I should probably go to school because that's what everyone seems to do after they graduate. Well, but, you so I, have a husband at the moment or a boyfriend. <laughs> so yeah, I did not have yeah. anything making a family. <laughs> so exactly. The other thing that made sense was to pursue something else. So, um, <laughs> so yep, I moved back um, right after or a couple months after graduating, moved back to Minnesota, lived with my grandparents and um, was going to work and live in Minnesota for a year so I could earn in-state tuition um, pricing so that, you know, if you were here for a year, you could do that. But the day I moved back to um, um, Minnesota, I met this adorably handsome, obnoxious boy named Bill Schaefer. And the rest is is key. (laughs) Obnoxious is key. (laughs) He was so obnoxious and I just was googly eye over him. It was crazy. So, yep. So I came back, ended up um, working ended up not going to college because I just really didn't know what I wanted to do. Um, I mean, obviously I could keep talking and talking. Should I end there? Yeah. Okay. Um, so sure. You- yeah. Well, so yeah, you met Bill mm-hmm. and we'll kind of end there and I'll do yep. my part. So um, yeah. we're five, 
years apart. So by the time I was graduating high school, I mean, you had been married a long time, a couple of years, mm-hmm. um, three, I think. No, you were 14 when I got married. So you would have been yeah, three years, four years, three, four yeah. years. Yeah. Um, and I went to college. I went to Jamestown college in North Dakota. It's now called Jamestown university. And that was a total cool God story. Like I wasn't supposed to go there. And then like very last minute, like in the spring, late spring felt like God shut down the only school I wanted to go to and was like, you're not supposed to go there. And that's just like a really cool story to me because I was 18 years old and I summed mm-hmm. up with listening to the Holy spirit. I didn't know that I was listening to the Holy Spirit. I just knew I wasn't supposed to go to the college I had planned to go to. So then well, the you knew was- you knew God was calling you to Jamestown because when we I was out there with her one time um, visiting her and we had gone out to dinner and the server was kind of young and probably hitting on her. He's like, so what brought you to Jamestown? And she said, God. And she was like, Melissa was like, you're so awkward. Scared and turned around and walked away. When I, when I first felt like he closed down those doors, then I was like, well, now what? And so I just started asking people, where are you going to college? What other colleges are there out there? And I knew like I had so much peace about Jamestown. And then I went out there with my parents and I had peace and just the whole time. And I knew it was Mm -hmm. God. And the cool thing is, is if I had gone to Bethel, the school I had planned to go to my husband, Joey and I, who were high school friends, but had like kind of disconnected would never have met up at the camp that we did because Bethel got out of college, like for the summer, two weeks later then Jamestown. And we ended up at a camp that only like non-Bethel kids could go to because Bethel got out so late. And then we fell in love and our story started there. And so I'm always like, is that the only reason? But even if it was like, what a cool reason, like I had to not be at Bethel or Joey and I would not have reconnected that week. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So then we shared how we, well, I, I didn't share exactly how we met Joey, but we went to high school together. We met I was in ninth grade and he was in 10th grade and I had just moved to town and he had a total crush on me, which he would say now. I didn't necessarily know it, but I mean, I kind of, every guy I met had a crush on me. It's kind of my high school story. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. It is true. I was new <laughs> in town. I was this cute, tall, thin, blonde girl. Like the boys liked me. Um, so he had a crush on me, but I didn't know it. Um, and then we met and we were just friends through high school and we did, um, if you've heard of young life, we did wildlife together, which is the middle school version. And we were leaders together. So we were friends. Like we even went on a date or two together. I was good friends with his twin sister. We were in a Bible study together. So that's why I met Joey. But then after, like I said, college or during college, um, yeah, during college, I was going to say, were we out of college yet? We ended up at a young life camp together where it was called work week and you go and get the camp ready, planting flowers and like, you know, just pulling weeds and stuff like that. Um, getting it ready for the whole summer of campers. And so I went up and he went up and we ended up being told, Hey, you got to carpool together because everyone from your area already is going up. And so we ended up driving up like three hours together. And honest goodness, like I was like, this guy is perfect. How did I not even like notice him? I mean, I did go on a date with him, but like, I didn't really notice him very much in high school. And I wanted to set him up with my friend because she was so perfect and he was so perfect. <laughs> By the end of the week, I was like, screw her. I need this guy. <laughs> Went home, the broke day, up with my boyfriend. <laughs> yep. The day Rachel got back from this camp, we had like seen each other for the first time in that week at and, like a- And mom was there too. At a graduation party or something. A going and, away party. A friend of ours was moving away. Okay. And so she, I mean, she didn't say a thing about Joey. She no, we walked, just walked in the door together. That's all. And my mom and I are like, you're in love with Joey Williams. And she's like, what? I was like, like, boyfriend. And they're like, well, obviously not for long. <laughs> yes. His name is Joey Williams now. <laughs> and it was just very obvious that um, he's a really great guy. And he married a girl I know. And they like moved 
to Africa and adopted all these kids. I mean, they like, he's great. We just weren't supposed to be together. He was right. his wife and I, so you with Joey. So, exactly. so Miss, you shared that you met Bill on the first yep. day. But so I met Bill the first day I moved up here. Um, I had ended up at his house with my cousin who I was really close to because she was dating our cousin. She's or, yeah, cousin I guess too. our cousin, Rachel and I have the same cousins. <laughs> <laughs> um, she was dating my, who's not my brother-in-law, Bill's brother. And so her and I had gone to pick him up and bring him up to school. He went to school a couple hours away and he didn't have a car. So we were going to bring him up there. And, um, and Bill was there and was literally about as obnoxious as a, as a guy could be clearly showing off, <laughs> but I don't really, I, I want to showing off in the most least attractive way, least attractive way. Yes. You need I to was, tell some stories. What'd you say? You need to tell some Bill stories, like from uh, your first couple dates. Because <laughs> it's so bad, you guys. We don't know why she got together with him. He he was just adore him and love him. He's the best, adorable and charming, and also just terrible. I mean, like, so he had never had a girlfriend. He had kind of gone out a few times, like had like short term girlfriends for a little bit, but never really any kind of relationship. Mm-hmm. And um, he does he secretly really wanted to get married, and but he thought that maybe nobody would ever like him, so he kind of would act almost out a little bit almost like let me just make sure you like me for who I am and even I don't know what it is um anyways so <laughs> when he came he had like collected girls phone numbers because back in that time we didn't have cell phones of course so you had to like physically take people's phone numbers and he, he like, like, showed me it was a stack like an inch thick in his wallet he's like these are numbers I love. and I'm like oh, <laughs> I forgot that story okay. Yeah. <laughs> and you're not there to date him or anything. He's just No, like, I'm not there. I didn't even in fact numbers. the only thing I had heard of him was that I wouldn't like him and that he was kind of disgusting, which he wasn't disgusting. I'm not really sure why that was the word that was used. Um I don't know. Well, he, he cocked loogies and he laughed like ah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean he still does, to be clear. He, yeah, it, it's hard for me to d- tell these stories about him because that isn't who he is at all anymore, even though he kind of is, because he's just amazing and charming yeah. and sweet and funny and accepting of everyone and whatever but um he also was on the phone with the girl when I was there which was very clear that he was on the phone with the girl but he always tells me he's like oh yeah but the whole time I was on the phone with her I was staring at your legs because they were tan and sexy <laughs> <laughs> he's always so, anyways Bill was interesting and for whatever reason I couldn't stop thinking about him when I went with my cousin and her boyfriend at the time and so um a week later he called and asked me out on a date and we went out and I knew after that date, I was like, this is totally the man I'm going to be marrying. I could talk to him differently than I could talk to any guy ever. We just talked about anything and everything. I, I remember t- I actually wrote him a letter shortly after we started dating, ex- sharing some thoughts about my faith and my relationship with God and just where I was at. And I was in this place where I was really for the first time kind of in my life, digging in and trying to know who God was on my own and not just through my parents or whatever. And and so I was sharing all this with him through a letter for some reason. I don't know if he was like working and I couldn't get a hold of him at the time. And I just wanted to get my thoughts out. <clears throat> and I didn't think anything about giving him this letter. It just was so natural, which, and so those are the kind of, even though he was kind of obnoxious when I met him, we just had this connection mm-hmm. instantly where he was my best friend. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah, so we got engaged after about six months and what got married. We met in 1990, when did I graduate? 96. So we met in 96 yeah. and we got married in 98. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so I love, I just love, I love Bill so much. He really is <laughs> such a unique person because as obnoxious as he can be and like, mm-hmm. honest, like he really likes my husband's the same way. They like to be obnoxious. It's so mm-hmm. weird. 
but he will be the first one to be like, Ooh, Rach, is that a new toenail polish color? I love that. <laughs> Ooh, are those new earrings? Or he'll be like, are those, Mel- is that Melissa's toenail polish? Yes. He borrowed <laughs> Melissa's earrings? Like what kind of guy? Like he is so funny. And he's well, just- especially because if you see him, he doesn't look yeah. like he cares about fashion yeah. or clothes or anything. He dresses like in sweatshirts and yeah. jeans. And But if you go away for an overnight or he even goes on an outing with a bunch of guys, he will yes. pack a bag of clothes. Yes. Multiple outfits. And multiple pairs of shoes. Always. Yes. So he doesn't, even though they're all like black tennis shoes. Multiple <laughs> pairs. Oh, Bill. He's so funny. <laughs> he's a very, very unique man. He's like, he really So is. he's the kind of man who literally, he, you look at him and you're like, you might be intimidated by him when you first see him because mm-hmm. he is big and, and kind of, he can look gruff. He's got a beard mm-hmm. and I mean, he's smiling almost all the time. So he mm-hmm. probably doesn't look gruff, but in case he does, and he often wears a stocking hat, like low on his face and low on his eyes and um but at the same time he'll carry my purse and be like no one's gonna think it's mine and if they do I don't really care (laughs) yes he's he's, yeah (laughs) he's the best oh my gosh I love him so I've been Bill's sister he didn't have a sister he only had a brother Mm -hmm. I've been his little sister since I was 14 Mm -hmm. and we've always had a really special relationship not that we haven't gone through hard things because we have we've shared about that but I've been his little sister for 26 years yeah I just love more really longer than that because he met you when you were 12 and oh that's right oh my gosh and Mary, our cousin Mary and I had a big crush on him because he was so yep. cute. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. That's yep. so funny. Um, okay. So then Joey and I, I shared how we met, but, and then we went to this camp and we ended up, um, like I said, I broke up with my boyfriend mm-hmm. and it was, it was like, we just, I was okay. So back up. I wasn't going to start dating Joey right away because my dad, our dad was always like, don't jump from relationship to relationship, which of course I always did because the mm-hmm. boys thought it was cute. I always had one in the waiting. And so Joey was no different. I'm that so- was not my story, by the way. <laughs> I always had a, like a best guy friend who was just like waiting for me. And I had a few I never even dated, but so it was like, I could just break up with one boyfriend and like have another one who was like ready. Mm-hmm. And I already was friends with them. And so when my boyfriend at the time and I broke up, I was like, okay, this time, this guy's different. And this time I'm not going to do it the way I've always done it. I'm going to, you know, do it different. And so I asked my dad, like, can you, can we go out to lunch? I just want to talk about this <clears throat> because Joey's family was going on like a houseboat vacation. It's mm-hmm. kind of like camping, but you're on a boat, but it, it's very like, um, rough and gruff and you have to sleep in sleeping bags and stuff like that. And, and I, he had, I was allowed to bring a friend and he had invited me to go because I was friends with him and I was friends with his twin sister. And of course we were like, madly in love, even though we weren't dating. And so I'm telling my dad, I'm like, well, I don't really know what to do. That's like four weeks away or six weeks away. But like, you know, we're not dating. And my dad's, our dad's kind of like, well, why, why don't you start dating? And I was like, well, you know, you're always telling me to like slow down and not jump into another relationship. He's like, oh yes, but this is Joey Williams. Exactly. <laughs> That's what my dad said. We had known him for a long time. Yeah. Like and my, I had been his dad, young life leader. My dad, yes. our dad had been his young life leader. Yeah. Our cousin Mamie had been his young life leader. Mm-hmm. Our cousin Mary had been his young life friend. Like, yeah. And my, our dad had actually led, led Joey to Jesus. And so Joey's like salvation story. My dad was there. Our dad was there. And so, um, he was like, well, this is Joey Williams. And I was like, okay. So I, Joey, like, you know, we're probably not going to date. I don't know about the houseboat trip. It might be weird to go if we like each other, but like, we're not dating. And so I drove to his apartment that night and he was like 45 minutes from where I lived. And, and he was like, okay, so what'd your dad say? And I was like, my dad said we should date (laughs) like in like two months. I'm like, no, he said like right now. Now. That was the day we started dating. <laughs> and then my, our brother, Nate gave a speech, um, at our wedding, which was funny. Cause I totally didn't, 
ask him to. And he, I don't think he even told me he was going to, but pretty much standing up there talking about how he never really liked any of my boyfriends. Keep in mind, I dated some of his friends. Yeah. He never really liked any of my boyfriends for, you know, for me. And, but this guy was different and mm-hmm. like, you know, it was just, everyone just loves Joey. He's impossible not to love. And, um, anyways, so, um, but he is very annoying too. <laughs> Like it's possible to, to dislike him sometimes. It is, but it's impossible <laughs> not to love him. He likes to annoy people. That's yeah. the worst part. It's, and our children are getting yeah. to that age where I'm like, you're gonna ruin your relationship with him. <laughs> Poor Joey. He's his whole world is flipped inside out now that we have these kids who are going into their teenage years and they don't want to be annoyed by their dad. Mm-hmm. Rather just yeah. anyway. So Joey annoyed and- by their dad. They're at the age where they're annoyed by their parents just when their parents show up so yeah exactly so then when they intentionally annoy them so he's working on that (laughs) so this was 2002 21 years ago um that we started dating and then I mean we knew this was May and we knew Mm -hmm. like by the end by the middle of summer we were going to get married and we actually wanted to get married the next summer Mm -hmm. his parents were like well that's ridiculous you've hardly been dating at all why don't you just live together Mm -hmm. we were like no no, we're not going to do that. We're not even having sex. That would be real tricky. And um, <laughs> But they were like, well, we were together eight years before we got married. Like, how long were your parents together? And I was like, well, my parents got engaged after 12 days. You heard that right. Later. 12 days. <laughs> this is the compromise, a year and a half. You know? Exactly. <laughs> but they were like really, were, you know, just unsure of it. And so they weren't really Christians. I mean, they went to Catholic church and stuff. But um, and so we just decided we prayed about it and we decided to honor them and wait till the next summer to get married, which was incredibly hard because we were waiting for all Mm -hmm. the things to live together, to Mm -hmm. sleep together, you know, to stay over in the same bed, things like that. And so, um, but then as luck would have it, we were supposed to get married the next summer. My sister got pregnant. And so our only (laughs) options were move the wedding further out or closer. So we moved it closer because they were like, they were planning on getting married, like right when I was due. And And so mm -hmm. we, yeah, we moved it. So we ended up. So I was a big fatty at her wedding because I was like eight months pregnant. So yeah, so we've been married at, next month will be 19 years. And um, we were together just short of two years um, when we started or when we got married. Yep. And then you want to talk about when you guys started having kids? Yeah. So Bill, um, basically, as soon as we got home from our honeymoon, he's like, well, let's have a baby. And I was like, what? <laughs> Nope. Like, well, I'm 20. Exactly. <laughs> I was 20 years old. I was not, I was very aware that I was not ready to be a mom. And, um, in fact, I was kind of terrified, even though that's all I'd ever wanted was to be a mom. I just could tell, you know, relationships have a way of bringing out your ugly side. I always say Bill was like a mirror to me, to all my ugliness, not because of him being anything other than just, I saw what I didn't like in myself in mm-hmm. my relationship with him, which has helped me want to work on all those things. But I definitely didn't. I felt I was. I just could tell that I was very selfish, and I was just like, I'm. I'm not. Re- not ready to have a baby when I'm going to have to put all their needs. <laughs> so I um. Yeah, they have a way of doing that. <laughs> they do have a way of doing that. And so we were married for about four and a half years before I got pregnant. And actually, the way that I realized, I still wasn't ready, but I had wondered if I was pregnant one time, so I took a test somehow forgot about the test, mm-hmm. like walked away from it. And if you don't know this, if you let a test sit too long, it will show positive. So I went back in the bathroom and I was like, oh my gosh, it's positive. And, and then for some reason I started questioning, did I leave it sit too long? Like, is this real? I don't even know why mm-hmm. I knew to look at that. And so I read the instructions and sure enough. So I took another one and it was negative and I was super disappointed, but that's mm-hmm. how I realized, oh, I am ready to have a baby. I was very yep. disappointed too. Yes. <laughs> As luck would have it, they're very fertile. So 15 minutes later, they were pregnant. <laughs> As luck would have it, that is true. 
Um, so, yep, I was um, 25 when I had Ella. She just turned 20. And um, I we have five kids. So Ella's our oldest. Um, and then we have four boys. We have Tate. His name is actually William Tate. Um, he's the fifth William, the fourth William. No, I don't remember. I feel Anyways, like you should know this. I do, too. <laughs> <laughs> We don't call him by the number. They don't have the same middle name. So it's not. No, like, they don't have the same middle name. Yeah. So, we don't call him by a number. No. <laughs> There's some people who could call them by numbers. Number two, number four. I was going to say, I have called my children by numbers before. <laughs> it's because Funny. I forget their name. So anyways, William Tate, he's almost, um, he'll be 19. And then Tucker, and then, <clears throat> who's 16. And Craig will be 15 on Thursday. And Tad is our youngest at 13. Yeah, she so, had all five of them in six and a half years. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> yes, ma'am. <laughs> that was not planned um, <clears throat> at all. And, but apparently that was what God wanted. So here they are. <laughs> uh, I'll never right. forget the year that you wrote a poem for your Christmas letter. And it was mm-hmm. like, Miss and Bill clearly don't use birth control. <laughs> I don't remember what it rhymed with, but we were laughing so hard. I was there when you were writing it. I was like, you have to say it. Everyone's thinking it. Yes, they do. <laughs> Oh my well, God. and when we had our kids, we had all five of our kids in the first house we lived in, and it was a tiny rambler. It's like one square feet. Yeah, it was nine hundred square feet on the main floor, oh, and then we right. had a, and then we had a finished basement, um, and like half the basement was finished, and so yeah, it was about thirteen or fourteen hundred square feet total. Smallest bathroom. Smallest bathroom, like it's like most people's like entryway bathroom that they have like in their entryway with like but a, it had a tub. Yeah, but, but a powder room. Yeah, exactly. It's like a powder room, but it mm-hmm. had. A tub in there also so so tiny and the bedrooms were teeny tiny um and so people would just keep we were kind of like a clown car coming out of that house whenever <laughs> my favorite story oh go ahead oh I, just every time I got pregnant people are like are you moving now and we're like no we wanted to it just wasn't working in our finance finances oh are you gosh. are you moving you must be moving this time nope not yet <laughs> my favorite story about your tiny bathroom was when you were sick in one of your pregnancies and Bill was like brushing his teeth and he's huge and there's this tiny bathroom and you were trying to get over him or behind yes. him or under him there is no no around person yeah. when they're brushing their teeth and you puke mm-hmm. on his back on his back yep <laughs> that happened that would have been to say it's time to move. (laughs) But you did have a toilet in the basement, just one toilet. We did have a freestanding toilet in our line, in our unfinished part of the basement. So at least in emergencies, when it it actually came in handy a lot when we started potty training, because suddenly there's only one bathroom and, you know, kids take a long time in the bathroom when they're learning to potty train toilet. (laughs) So one freestanding toilet or like, you felt like you were just in this big open, empty room. It wasn't empty. You were, you were in a big open room. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. So Joey and I, we started trying to have kids like on our first anniversary. Um, we were out of college and working and Joey was in med school and we kind of just ditched the birth control and we're like, well, let's see what happens. And as many people have it, you know, they get pregnant and we did not. So about 20 months later, I was like, I'm not okay. This is not okay. And mm-hmm. convinced Joey that we need to go to the doctor. And um, we were diagnosed with obviously infertility in 20 months, mm-hmm. you're fertile. Mm-hmm. Um, and our issue was on his side and his, his tons of sperm, <laughs> just tons, <laughs> but useless, very useless <laughs> because they couldn't. They're like, lazy. <laughs> no, they weren't lazy. They were oh. best swimming tons of them. Oh. But they were shaped wrong, so they couldn't penetrate the egg. And um, we had like a 0% chance of getting – 0 to 1% chance of getting pregnant. And we have never gotten pregnant on our own. 
So we actually went the route of adoption first because we had both wanted to do foster care and adoption. We were kind of open to however, and we felt like adoption was like a safer bet with our money because if the first one, you know, doesn't work, mm-hmm. you still, your money's still sitting there waiting for a child versus IVF. If it doesn't work, now you have to come up with more money. Hold mm-hmm. on one second. Rachel's coughing if you're wondering where Sorry. she went. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so we did adoption, went through that process. We were very excited about it. And we actually like ended up having her agency was fraudulent and she went to jail. And a friend of mine had oh, that's right. yeah, had two friends who would that. use them. So it's not like we just picked this crazy random agency. And um, we lost like $8,000. You know, we were in our early 20s and Joe mm-hmm. was in school and we were really good with our money. But $8,000 is a lot of money to anybody, let alone young newlyweds like you I mean I yeah. guess we'd been married like three plus years at this point no just probably three <clears throat> but anyways um so then that was awful and mm-hmm. we had had an adoption fall through like yep. our bags were packed we were supposed to go we had gotten to know the birth mom we had gotten to know her mom and her baby was born and she changed her mind which of course mm-hmm. right to do but it was devastating for us yeah it was terrible it took to off watch. for the weekend just to get some away and our dog got hit by a car <laughs> so it was or just was that a, the weekend that happened? Same weekend. He ran away that. from my brother's wife, our mm-hmm. brother's wife, and got hit by a car in downtown Minneapolis <laughs> or outskirts of Minneapolis, but a busy area mm-hmm. by North Memorial Hospital, if anybody knows where that is. And so we're so on our little weekend. getaway, on our little getaway. We get a call because the person who's hit our dog has called us because, oh, yeah. And they're like, we have your dog. He's been hit by a car. And I'm like, what? Yeah. I call our sister-in-law Bridget. I'm like, she's like, oh, looking everywhere for him. It's like, well, Aww. he's been hit by a car. She was and so it was, sad. I know. Only we, you know, he needed like a surgery and we were going to pay for it. But my, it was, this was really sweet. Our father, my father-in-law stepped in and just was like, I would like to pay for this. I think just because it had been, and it was like $2,000, but he was mm-hmm. not an old dog. Like it was, no. it wasn't like we were, he needed the surgery to live. And, mm-hmm. you know, and so anyways, um, so we ended up doing IVF because we were like, well, now we just don't want everyone else involved in our decision. We just want it to be between us and God and these doctors or whatever. But we're very like our, we have strong stance on the ethical and morality of IVF. And so for us, it was very important that we didn't make more embryos than we could ethically and morally and responsibly take care of. And so I got 20 healthy eggs and we said, well, why don't you take half of them and let them fertilize naturally? And then the other half and inject them. So they take the sperm because I said they don't penetrate an egg and mm-hmm. inject it into the egg. And we only got four embryos, which is an incredibly low fertilization rate. Like most people have like a 70 to 80%. And so we were like, oh my gosh, we're going to end up with like, you know, 16 embryos. And we only got four. And then like the next day, two stopped growing, which that happens in your body. Mm-hmm. And none of the ones were able to be fertilized naturally. And so um, we were like, okay, now we know that. And we did get pregnant. We put two in and we got Brighton, who's um, 14 and ready, ready boo. <laughs> and then I was like, oh which my can gosh. I just pause and say that when my mom sent out <clears throat> the night he was born, my mom sent out a text. His name is Brighton Elijah. And my mom sent out a text that Brighton is Elijah. the worst at yeah. she communicating through text. She's always mistyping everything. Yep. So she sent out how excited she was that Brighton Elila was here. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone was like, that's the name we've been right now. Right now. Lila. <laughs> so actually his hashtag on my Instagram is bright. No, we Lila. And yep, we call him that still sometimes. So <laughs> yeah, we call him bright. No, a lot. So anyways, uh, I was like, oh my gosh, pregnancy is terrible. And my mom and sister were like, yeah, we warned you, but I wouldn't hear it because I was infertile. I didn't want to yeah. hear that the thing that they could do on their mm-hmm. own and we had to pay so much money for and wasn't even a guarantee, you know, was awful, but it was, it really was awful. 
<laughs> so I was like, well, we don't need to do that again. So we pursued adoption um, and we started fostering, um, fostering not for the purpose of adopting, though we would have adopted through foster care. But um, so we were kind of doing both at the same time. We had a lot of birth moms choose us and choose us. It was like five, maybe even six. It was a lot in a two-year mm-hmm. period. And um, <clears throat> excuse me, we had like eight kids in that time, I think, that we fostered and some for long periods and some for short and some we loved and some we were like, good to see you. <laughs> <laughs> glad um, you stopped by <laughs> goodbye and some of them we just they were just hard you know I mean mm-hmm. that but um we were new to it and so it was some of them were just a lot more difficult and and then we ended up adopting Ada when Brighton was two and a half and so Ada's now in sixth grade she's almost 12 and um same I still didn't want to be pregnant so we moved we moved to Wisconsin we started doing foster care there because we were in Chicago right away we started doing foster care and had a baby right from the hospital and had her for seven months and in the process, I mean, it made no sense. We knew this mm-hmm. baby was going to need to be adopted based on her circumstances. I felt like I loved her and I wanted mm-hmm. to keep her, but I didn't feel like she, she wasn't was ours. Mm-hmm. And one day I just kind of broke down and confessed that to Joey. And he was like, oh my gosh, I have felt the same way. But because I'm the mother and I'm the one loving her in the middle of the night and taking care of all her needs because I was a stay-at-home mom, he was like terrified to like tell me this because yeah. what if I hated him? <laughs> and so it was like so relieving to him. And we had had this family who did respite for us. Every time I went to Minnesota, I couldn't take her with, <clears throat> excuse me. And so they ended up adopting her and they just loved her. And it was like such a good fit for them. And so through that process, Joey, I got totally opened my heart to get pregnant again. And mm-hmm. so we did IVF and I got pregnant with Ephraim, who's nine and a half. And then um, we met a kid through church youth group. Um, that needed to be adopted. And we ended up with him, Randy, our oldest. Mm-hmm. And then we inherited his friend. We were like, why are you always here? Why do you not have parents? <laughs> and God gave me a vision that I was going to be his mom and it didn't make any sense. So I was like, mm-hmm. I, I argued with him about that, but prayed about like what that meant. And I became his mom as well. And then he was like, I that's have these two siblings. Michael. Oh, that's Michael. <clears throat> Sorry. And he was like, I have these two siblings out in Oregon. And one by one, we ended up with each of them, David mm-hmm. and Peter. So we have eight kids and now we have four grandkids, um, Liam, who's five, and then Gabriel, who's just over two, just turned two. And then Oakland, who's a year and a half. And then Maverick, who's like seven, eight months. Mm -hmm. Um, And I love, I love my grandkids and I love my children and I love their additions. You know, like Mm -hmm. two of my grandkids have like moms Mm -hmm. with my son. And so they're like part of the family and yeah. Yep, and they're all, we all know them. They're all wonderful. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Two of my kids have very serious, significant others. Mm-hmm. Um, my daughter's getting married in December. Yay. <laughs> so yeah. So I actually have six boys and two girls. And on the top half, the big ones, I have one girl and three boys. And on the bottom, I have one boy and, or one girl and three boys. Mm-hmm. So that is our family. We've done foster care adoption and um, domestic infant adoption and IVF. Oh, and our youngest, I forgot him. <laughs> I forgot about you. One. <laughs> I forgot about him. I can't breathe. <laughs> I forgot. We also did embryo adoption because we had no more embryos and we didn't want to create any more because we just were worried, you know, that we'd end up with too many. So we ended up doing embryo adoption and that was a total God story. He just landed in our lap and Eland is five. So yes, and he's yeah. incredible. It's hard to forget him. So it's hilarious. That yeah, he's, he's quite the, he's very unforgettable. He's quite yes. the personality. So, so that's, so I want to, I want to add a little bit. I know we're going to need to end this 
segment of it pretty soon, but I want to add to my parenting story. So we have, we always had a um, heart to adopt and we actually had um, a teenager live with us for two years with the intention of adopting her and she chose to leave. And so we, I call that a failed adoption because it mm-hmm. didn't work. Um, and we've had a couple other um, younger girls, like teenage girls that we have and teen moms. hearts huh? and, and teen, teen moms yeah, who have lived with us. And um, and not we've never gotten to be able to adopt, but we have gotten to love on mm-hmm. a whole lot of people, including my nieces and nephews. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, <clears> and she's, then, she's so good to my big kids. Mm, I just love them so much. And then, um, but I do have two, um, two grandsons that it's not biological, but they are, um, Zaylin and Zyler. They, um, don't really have grandparents. And so they asked Bill and I, if we could be grandma and grandpa <laughs> and they are seven and three and a half and they live 10 hours away. So we don't get to see them very much, but we Marco Polo on the regular and, um, they're adorable. And when they say grandma and grandpa, it feels and sounds so normal and natural. Mm-hmm. It doesn't even make sense. Um, so yeah, we, we definitely love family <clears throat> no matter how it comes yeah in what form it comes well four of my or three of my kids have had children and there's mm-hmm. my ch- my grandkids are still not genetically mine that's true which yeah, i forget exactly i forget I, that too <laughs> my daughter who i've had since the birthing room her children will not be genetically mine you know it's like yeah that's true five, mm-hmm. six of my kids do not have my dna yeah. yeah and i never think about it um no so you were adopted by grandchildren <laughs> I was. We were adopted by grandchildren. It's yes, exactly I it. it. I love it. In fact, somebody said, because I shared about that on social media, and someone said there should be a program because this person does not have grandparents for her kids. Mm-hmm. Parents are just not in a place that they have ever been grandparents to her kids. And she's like, I feel like there needs to be a program where kids can adopt grandparents. I and love that. Like, yes. Yes. Someone yes. start that nonprofit. I love that idea. Yeah. I love that idea too. Oh my gosh. That gives me chills. I know. Okay. Well, we don't have a lot of time. So let's just talk quickly about where we've lived. And then if we have time, um, what we've done professionally, I'll just go quick. Cause I've lived in the most places. So, um, I lived in the twin cities and then moved to North Dakota for college and then moved back to the twin cities to get married and got married there for like four years. Then we moved to Chicago for three. My husband did residency there. Then we moved to Eau Claire, Wisconsin, and we were there 11 years. And now we've been in Arizona too. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, that's kind of my little living story. And Bill and I have only lived in two houses ever since we've been married for yeah, you didn't even live in an apartment, huh? You didn't even live in an apartment. No, no. We bought our first house right, right before we got married. Um, that was the tiny little one I told you about. We lived there for about 14 years and, um, that was in a town called, um, Cambridge, which is about 30 minutes from where I live now. So we've only lived about 30 minute miles apart. And now we're in a, we've been in this house for about 12 years. Um, crazy. Yeah. And that's it. I'm going all over professionally. Mm-hmm. Do we have time for that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, by trade, I'm a photographer. I have been a pro- professional photographer for 23 years, something like that. Now I don't advertise or, um, anything anymore. My, my neck and my arms just can't handle it. So I just do it by word of mouth, but I, Rachel and I work together. She'll tell you a little bit about her for quite a few years. Um, and I've done network marketing and right now I'm a server at a little Italian restaurant. I love that. Um, kind of just done mostly photography and network marketing. Mm-hmm. Well, you worked at a credit union for like, oh, that's true. Six, Before seven, eight years. Yeah. When I first, when I was first dating Bill and until I got, had Ella, I worked at a credit union and did a lot of things there. Everything from a teller to a loan officer to start a tra- training program there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and I worked at a bank. Well, I worked at the same credit union for a couple of years, like through college. And then I worked at a bank as a, what did they call me? I don't know. I opened accounts and yeah, helped people fix their problems. 
Yeah. <laughs> and then I started a videography business in the middle of that. Mm-hmm. So I kind of built my videography business and phased out. I worked less and less at the bank. And then um, we did, that's what we did together. She did photos yep. and I did video and we had a business together. You didn't have to hire us together, but we sure mm-hmm. loved weddings. We were mm-hmm. hired. We loved yep. doing that. And then because I moved to Illinois, um, I didn't want to keep my business in Minnesota. I did for like a year and a half. I did like two wedding seasons there, but it was a lot because now I was mm-hmm. a mom and I had, mm-hmm. it was like a six to eight hour trip, you know, with kids. It ended up being eight. It was just a lot. And so, um, I, I only, I did like 30 weddings a year and then I did like 10 and then like seven. Cause I just mm-hmm. going back and forth so much. But, um, then I started, I loved photography. I loved the idea of photography, but because I didn't want to be like in competition with my sister, I never did it in Minnesota other than I would just snap pictures for friends. Mm-hmm. And so I actually built a photography business there and we ended up traveling all over the country. I mm-hmm. had a huge network online of women that I had met over the years and they'd say, oh, you should come to New York city. Cause they knew yep. was, I was so cheap. So I so did, did that. I think I did that twice be, without Melissa. And then I think we went twice with me together. Mm-hmm. And then like we went to Washington, D.C. together mm-hmm. once. We did a wedding. And went I to went to Hawaii. Oh, we went to Hawaii. That's mm-hmm. right. So we kind of we use that as like a, a mm-hmm. way to pay for our trip and go and have fun. And we do like 20 sessions in like mm-hmm. Central Park and, yeah. you know, or I went to Boston and I did all the other places. Um, yeah. So that was cool. And so, yeah, I was a photographer. I still am. I also I don't even do it by word of mouth. I do it by no, thank you. I don't want to take your pictures unless I'm in a mood. <laughs> and then I say, yes, like I'll, I'll be in a mood and I'll be like, okay, I'll take everyone's pictures on this one day. You get 10 <laughs> minutes and it's this much money and everyone loves their pictures, but it's like, I just do the work and then I'm done. Mm-hmm. Tell your friends who I am. I don't want to take your friend's pictures. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I'm in my life. Um, I love it. It brings me a lot of joy. I just don't have the time in my life. Mm-hmm. So, and then mm-hmm. I actually ran a women's ministry for two and a half years. Um, Melissa was on the leadership team. Mm-hmm. And we did women's conferences. Um, we I planned four conferences, and due to COVID, we had to cancel two of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was great. I mean, we had hundreds yeah. of women come to these conferences, and then we did um, lots of things in the middle, like we put out online devotionals. And I had like mm-hmm. fifty years under me, and we had you've published two books. Oh, that's right. I've and, uh, and I published about I guess we've done that too. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. One of my books is on Amazon, and. Melissa, my other book and Melissa's books are nowhere. They're just in our hands. So if you ever want one, <laughs> you have to email us and we could, uh, yeah, we just didn't go the Amazon route and mm-hmm. anyway. So, all yeah. right. Well, that was a lot about us. I hope yeah. people kept listening. If you stuck with us, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> yep. So we're going to run out of time. So we're going to say goodbye, but we just thought people might like to kind of know some more yeah, backstory. Who they're so. listening to. Yeah, exactly. exactly. All right. Well, you all guys right. have a great week. Bye guys. Bye.